This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Is that a wife beater? <laughs> really? You're going to embarrass me, brother? He already hates the wife. No, I, I wear wife beaters. I took two planes to get here. I wear wife right? beaters. What the fuck are we doing? I wear wife beaters. That's great, man. So I didn't know. I couldn't tell. I, couldn't yeah. check, I was checking your style, dude. Oh, okay, yeah. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. You can wear whatever you want, man. Thank you, sir. I you need to calm it. down. Take a breath. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Well, you opened with, is that a wife beater? <laughs> That's how you open. So. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. This is about <laughs> oh, it. This oh, is about fantastic. it right here. This is Wisconsin, my man. Let's do it. How are you? Thanks for coming in. You want those? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why you're here. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird. You let, you, yeah. Oh, right on. You let me know when we're when we're on the air. We're on the air. We're, we're on, on air. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. There's, oh, I love that. There's no that's do-overs. Good. Oh, that's just great. No do-overs. It's fine. That's fantastic. But uh, thanks for coming in, man. Oh, man, it's good to be here. You're, you're here for the weekend. Uh, apparently, I am here for the weekend. Um, yeah, why am I here? That's, that is the question. <laughs> you know, my, my niece, Pearl, said to me, she goes, why are you doing stand-up comedy? And I said, you know, Uncle Pearl, Pearl Uncle Jeremy... You know, wants to make people laugh. It's I think I you know it's like my thing now, and and I maybe I'm having a midlife crisis. And she goes, I think you're a little old to have a midlife oh, crisis. Yeah, oh, I wow. hate her. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her. So let's be honest. We're the same age. We're 48. I looked it up. There we're the exactly the same age. We dress the same. We act the same. We're like we're like Eskimo brothers. But you look like my grandfather. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, I, I'm still reeling from the. Is that a wife beater? <laughs> nice open. I didn't know it was on the air either. I, sometimes I don't even know when we're on the air. Are we I'm on? not great yeah, at radio. Yeah, I mean, listen. You know, it's it's very early. I took two planes to get here. Um, you know, there are no direct flights from from no, LA. No, no. So, um, but I grew up in Chicago, and I spent all of my summers at Alcart Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, sure, yeah. At Camp yeah. Chai. Um, so I, I, you know, Wisconsin has uh, a real place in my heart. I, I love, you know, it's, uh, all my summers were spent here and I'm your next door neighbor in Chicago. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, man. So all your family's down there. My, my mother's now with me in LA mm-hmm. and, um, she, she live with you. Um, she doesn't, she's like five minutes away from me and mm-hmm. in between me and my sister. Uh, I grew up at the Piven theater, which is a, a theater in Chicago where mm-hmm. all the kids are performing and so i've been on stage since i was eight years old and i've always wanted to do stand-up and and at a certain point you just got to go if i don't if i don't just throw myself into it it's interesting because you know uh i've been lucky to to perform my whole life and to be very prolific and but the reality is you know everyone that i talk to is like oh man it's gonna take you forever to get good forever that's why you the list is very short i think it's only one of uh, actors that have transitioned into stand-up. It's Robin Williams, and then it, yeah. then you can just go, oh, who else is out there? And because I've grown up on the stage and grew up at Second City in Chicago and, and doing sketch comedy and mm-hmm. been improvising my whole life and doing that, I was able to, to transition into stand-up, and I, I, I love it. And also, you guys should just know, and I'm not saying this, comedy on stage is like the favorite oh, of, yeah, of all the stand-ups. Yeah. People just, oh, yeah. they, they come from, you ask me why you're here, they come from everywhere to, to perform there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, and in, in your case, and in Robin Williams' case, it's like you guys aren't, um, you know, egotistical, stiff, uh, my, my craft, uh, pr- 
needs me and I must focus and I can never be funny or I can never be. Oh, my craft can... needs me. You know, me. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know, Jimmy Stewart, I don't see doing stand up. That's all. That's uh, all I'm saying, I guess. Uh, he he would probably love to do stand up. You saw Jimmy Stewart at, at those. This is how old I am. I, I saw him at all the roasts and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it, it's just, you know, we're living in a time where, like, how great is it? I mean, you can tell by how many people show up to comedy on state that they people need and love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they, especially right now, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we just need to get out there and laugh. So if you're able to listen, I think the reality is everyone wants to do it. Stand up. Every, everyone fancies themselves. That's how we communicate in life is is by telling stories and and laughing. And so um that being said, I'm viciously mediocre, and you're gonna hate me if you come out to comedy on state. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna. I people are like, you're you're really good. This is a real conversation. Usually, I get on morning radio, and they're like, so Jeremy, tell us what what can we expect from you at comedy on state? Listen, give us a quick little uh, snippet, a snipperoonie from your little, uh, you know, the do you do you do skits? Do you do impressions? What kind of what can we you know? And it's always is that you, is that is that tape? Back for the wife beater? No, <laughs> no, that's not. That's not you. That's usually oh, the, yeah. the morning. You know, bad cow on the uh, radio. Good morning. Oh, yeah, it's man. silly morning o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. be funny at any point. Yeah, and yeah. that's that always helps. Did you ever want to be being near Elkhart Lake? Did you ever want to be a race car guy, a driver of any kind? Did you try any of that stuff? Um, I never tried any of that stuff myself. But you have to understand, I grew up at this, this summer camp. Was like it was an, and I'm not making this up. It was an acting sports camp uh, for Jewish kids. Oh. And literally, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't, you know, who are under 5'10", <laughs> you know, who weigh between 111 and 146 Bonaroonies. That was like five of them. So it's very specific. It was very, but you have to understand, that's literally who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Must have been very and, competitive and, games. Every, just, yeah, it's just a tie. The it just—it's just two kids with the hairy legs and, and and you know Chuck Taylors like not making a basket. I love it. <laughs> no, um, like literally, you know how you know someone's Jewish? They tell you for no reason, like I just did. Um, no, um, it was it was an incredible time. It was so beautiful there. We just a bunch of kids going out there and, and having a blast and having fun, and we. We didn't really know, um, you know. I, I would hear that like Paul Newman would be racing out there, mm-hmm. and all the all the great race car drivers would go out there. But yeah. we're, you know, you're just a kid, so I didn't really have access to cars and 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 the, you know the rest of the world. But I just remember thinking, wow, this is heaven. It was just so beautiful out there in Alcart Lake. Yeah. yeah. Are there still people from that camp that you talk to at all, or did you all lose contact? Or um, that's a great question. We we've lost contact, but I wish I did. I was still in, in contact with them, uh, but that's kind of like a part of life, right? You all kind of like continue on and, and grow apart. And but yeah, I mean that's. I mean I'm sure we all remember like you know where we went to summer camp and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people who don't grow up in the Midwest don't have that experience. But it's just really great to be around all those kids and then. You know, you're performing. It, it literally was my dream because you're you're playing sports during the day and then you're performing at night. Literally, but like major, you're doing like big productions, right? You know what I mean. You're doing West Side Story, right? And all this stuff. So it was really a very surreal, 
rare experience. You didn't carry watermelons up to a barn where they were dirty dancing, did you? It sounds like uh, you were at some bizarre summer camp. Yeah, it was it was bizarre, but it, it it all worked. It's a little bit of everything, like a yeah. It it worked on so many different levels, yeah. and it was such a specific. Did you look forward to it? Oh my God! I mean, it was just like that's that's where yeah that's where it it all happened. Okay, you're you're still I'm still chasing summer camp. Maybe that's why I'm here. I love that. That's, 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 that's very well put. Bringing it. That's home. very well put. Circle. Except in here, it smells like a foot. Yeah. Doesn't smell like Elkhart Lake. It smells like a foot. Well, Madison. I mean, Madison's a great town. I meant the studio. Oh, yeah. the studio. Yeah, it's got some odor to got it. it. Yeah, man. This is this is where we come to work. Right, you know, you know. Uh, uh, so that's Very loose definition. So if okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I have an offer for Jeremy. Pittman. Yeah. Since you uh, have lost contact with some of your buddies from summer camp, by Sunday, I want you and I to end up being best friends forever. Oh my God! We could go kayaking, go to a uh, winery. We could go uh, a cave hiking. Let's do it, man. That sounds amazing. Um, I want to add stand-up paddling in there because I know the lakes are very done. flat. I know. It's, yeah. It's done. We'll uh, hit you, get you over in the Wingra Bay over there, now dude. It's I got, like glass over there. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Um, you know, I know it's very cliche that you guys have cheese here in Wisconsin, but I'd like to ch- <laughs> taste some cheese. And now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, it's safe. Dude. It's safe to go back in. You have to understand, I'm a Bears fan. I'd celebrate, I celebrate. I celebrate you guys. You have I love the Packers. Bless them. But I mean, you know, he was a thorn in our side for for ever. You know? I broke up with him long before he left. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it was, was. Oh, yeah. I just not didn't. me. I love him. <laughs> I Look at it's love or hate. That's the way life is. Right here. He so he goes to the Jets and he takes a pay cut. Did you see that? Yeah. So they just restructured his you contract. Dick. It wasn't a pay cut. We could have kept. Who could we have kept? Devonte. We could have had an offensive line. All you had to do was give us fifteen million dollars, dude. Man, I could not sleep last night. I was thinking, man, Aaron Rodgers is only going to make $18 million. He's, <laughs> he, where, Where's that other $2 million for Aaron? Why can't they're not going to be able to put him in a hole with ayahuasca? Wait a minute. Oh, God, Aaron. <laughs> Pay cut makes $75 million. It's good, oh, it's good life. This is going to be very interesting because the reality is, is that Tom Brady paved the way for guys who – you know, are 40 years old who can get big contracts in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. to see how, you know, how it all works. I, I Listen, I'm rooting for him, um, you know, in a time where it's very easy to hate people. You know, it's like you can throw shade at, at anyone. And I'm just, with me, I'm just like, I welcome it with open, open arms. You know, I, I, I would talk to guys like Brian Urlacher, who was a linebacker on the, on the Bears, and he said that, that Aaron Rodgers would scare the shit out of him. I don't know if he can swear on the radio, but I'm going to keep swearing. You get one. Yeah, you get one. I get one. (laughs) I get one. Okay. Uh, But he'd be scared because Aaron would literally laugh on the field. He was so confident Mm -hmm. and had so much clarity, you know, that he would just be laughing and, and, and it would just freak people out. And you know he would say that he owns us and he owns the bears and I I don't like being owned. No one like no one likes being owned. No, you can rent me. History. You can lease me, but just don't own me, sir. You know it was brutal. And well, there, it, yeah, it, it, he delivered his message. I don't know. Uh, you think it would fire up the other team if if you keep taunting? There's two you, sides to that. You would think, um, you know, but the bears just uh, man, dude, it's it's has sucked for so long. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, uh, 
but we, we you know we've you know we're always like next year but we got yeah. we, you know we've we've got we, we, this could be a good year for Justin us. Fields if we could have taken Justin Fields I would rather have Justin Fields than uh, than, than Why Jordan would you Love. say that you don't even know yeah. We're well, about, yeah, well, well based out. on what I've seen, I'd rather have Justin Fields. He's incredible. I think he's going to get killed because he's 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 going to get clotheslined and you Yeah, know, we got be, some we got some good weapons for him. We got some we'll see. offensive line and we got some receivers and and it should be very interesting. Yeah, the drama keeps me tuned in though, man. The NFL, you just it's a great it's a great uh, drama. It's it's awesome. Oh, love it. And then you guys will be tuning into Hard Knocks. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Probably. Yeah, I will just to see. Hey, uh, I, yeah. I, can we talk about your movies for a minute? Let's do it. Do you get? I don't know. Does that bore you? Is that cool? I love talking about myself, man. I really do. <laughs> Everybody okay, does. I believe yeah. you. I, I mean, I, wanna, I believe you. I want to <laughs> ask you about old school because it's okay. one of my favorite. You're in some of my favorite movies ever. But I have to ask you, and I was thinking about this yesterday because when you got squished by the Porsche, do you think yeah. your death in old school was equ- equitable? I mean, for what based on what you did, and it wasn't that bad. You were kind of following the rules, as Dean Pritchard. But did you did you find your death? Uh, equitable. Uh, uh, did you deserve that to get squished by a Porsche? Well, you know what's interesting. I'm going to give you an exclusive here because I love you guys, and we're all from the Midwest. So that Dean Pritchard, that character, as written, um, <clears throat> was supposed to at the very end go into the fraternity with the rest of the boys and alternate ending all well no it was the original ending, ah. original ending and when i read the script and so you have to understand like you know i i did 40 movies before entourage and i won the fresh face of the year award at 37 years old and i said there's <laughs> nice. nothing there's nothing fresh about my face but thank you guys for this great honor so my point is that i've been doing this forever when and for me, as a, and I'll unpack this on Comedy on State uh, tonight, see how I transitioned. Anyway, um, basically, to be a journeyman actor means that you take small roles and you just go and, and because, you know, growing up at Second City and improvising, you just kind of turn a scrap into a meal and you, you just keep talking and improvising. And so with this particular role, it, all the roles were taken, you know, uh, Vince Vaughn and, 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 all, and, and, Will Ferrell and all the boys—they they were already locked, and they said the only role left, Todd, the brilliant Todd Phillips, who wrote and directed, is is the dean. He's the nerdy dean they locked in a dumpster. And you and you, by the way, you can't play that. I said why? He goes, he goes, look at you. You look like you're one of Vince's friends. You're 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 too cool to be like the nerdy guy. And I said, just give me a shot, man. And I went out and found some really nerdy glasses and a and a sweater vest and clipboard, and, and you're good to go. Yeah, and I knocked I, I, out of the park. I, I auditioned and and I remember, you know, because that's that's what you do. And so, you know, I played the nerdy dean, and it's the type of character I never need to or want to play again. And I love doing it. But in the alternate ending, I go to the fraternity and I'm hanging out with them begrudgingly, and I eat all their brownies that are laced with mushrooms and everything, every different type of you know plant-based and man-made medicine. And my, my character is tripping so badly, he puts war paint on, he's naked and yelping and barking and streaking and, and like, I was like, oh my God, look at the character arc of this character. He's a nerdy guy who desperately wants to exact yep. revenge mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the boys. And then he, you know, gets his comeuppance. So I thought that was a, a fascinating 
uh, turn of events. And then ultimately, there was another movie that apparently had some sort of a similar nod. And so they ended up just killing me with a Porsche. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so if that answers your question. So, no, I, I, I listen, you know what's funny? Two is, birds, one Porsche. I mean, two, two dicks, one Porsche. That's the name of your autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) These are the dicks. I buy the Porsche. Yes. No, but Todd Phillips, uh, you know, it's publicly said that he, you know, because we miss him and he's such a genius. And of course, he's doing these amazing movies, but he's such uh, an amazing comedic force and voice for us. And he said, you know, I can't quite do it today because... You know, they'll censor me or whatever. But the reality is that people want to see it. And so they would flock to it. If, if they did a, an mm-hmm. old school, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, people, everyone would watch it. Was there talk? Was there was that ever I I, I don't. I mean, listen, you, we're still talking about old school. That was your first question. Yeah. So that should tell you. It's never going away. Never going away. It, it's a classic. You can't turn it off. It never gets old, even though we are old. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it would, it would, it would crush... Um, and it would be really fun to do. You think if you fought Will Ferrell in life, in yeah. real life, yeah. he would be slappy, like 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 he would have no defense? Because you took care of him pretty good in the movie, and I know you well, put his head through the glass. But well, I, I did put his head through the glass. But if you look at that film closely, what I did was I'm right-handed, so I fought him with my left hand because I'm not. I was like, you know, the, the 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 way that I can look like this character that's never thrown a punch is to throw throw everything ah, with, my, mm-hmm. with sure. my left hand. Interesting. Yeah, and I also pulled my groin playing flag football <laughs> while we were filming that because it was just so much fun. We were just like, play football and stuff like that. So I was limping and throwing everything with my left hand, so I looked, you know, appropriately awkward. So it's my little actor trick. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's a great trick. Hey, with yeah. you having done like podcasts and, and all that and being around stand-ups a lot, I know you did one with Bill Burr and Mike Tyson. That was fantastic. Yeah. So with that, does have you gotten any tips as far as doing for the stand-up? Oh yeah. From- I mean I mean I'm I think one of the reasons I've been able to progress the way I have is when I'm around any comic, um, I'm just you know, you talked about ego earlier. You just put it all aside, and you're just a student. I mean, even though I won three Emmys back-to-back, who's counting me? Um, <laughs> you know, you just sit there with, with the greats, and you just ask questions, and they they see that you respect the space, and, you know, they you know usually have some respect for me as an actor, and they go, okay, yeah, I will, I will talk to this guy. So I've, like, been in graduate school um, as a stand-up, just learning and growing, and, and um, the guy that I'm bringing to uh open for me bill dawes is like a he's like a you know he's a headliner and so you're you know but he's he's this room is so great he'll come and do you know 25 minutes before me and so i i'm you know a lot of people would get comics who maybe make them look good yeah you know maybe don't kill but i like to get comics who absolutely kill before Mm -hmm. me to help to to raise my game, you know, and also to, to, to raise the bar so that like I gotta get out there and really crush it. Yeah. Otherwise it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm a student and, and you know, um everyone basically would, would give me advice um except Bill Burr. Good night really? everyone. Thank you for coming. No. <laughs> no, he's he's one of the greats. He's yeah. one of the greats and um and I tell stories about Tyson because Tyson 
um, just takes handfuls of mushrooms. Yeah. And, and while we're doing the interview and people get scared because you don't know what's going to happen with Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? There's, that's Mike Tyson. We'll have yeah. it quickly, whatever happens. Indeed. It could be over. It's the last thing you ever see. Let's see your left my, hand fight that off. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my understanding is he's like the nicest dude on the planet. Oh, though. my God. He's a, he's a gentle giant, and he's he's like Buddha. And um, because he's, you know, talk about plant medicine. Talk about Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to see the two of them together. That'd be a great interview. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, Mike's been through it, and, and it's almost like – He's living, you know, many lives in one because he was an absolute animal. And now he's kind of come to terms with all that mm-hmm. and, and himself and his journey. And and it's kind of fascinating. And he did Entourage and, uh, uh, it, you know, it was so fun. You know, I, I, I got to work with a lot of athletes. And what I would do with them is, like with Mike, I know I, I, saw, I saw him rehearse the scene. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. He's really got an idea of what he wants to do. Um, so I'm going to get him to forget about that mm-hmm. and get incredibly comfortable and start improvising with him and have him forget that the cameras are on and have him just focus on me and and playing the scene with me. And that's so much of what acting is, is getting in. The, it's like a momentum sport. Sure, You want to get in the groove and, and just start you know trying to find that flow state like when I played Ari Gold, everything looks like I'm improvising. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, thank you. But every every word that I'm saying is scripted, and I, I can't deviate from every word. And people are like, oh, you were just improvising, like, or it was, or, or was a documentary, and you are Ari Gold. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I'm Jeremy Piven. I'm a stage actor from Chicago. But thank you for right. that <laughs> um, misconception. So I got Mike in that state. And um, and he crushed it. He was absolutely great. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So the theater that you went to, obviously, your parents were acting coaches, and your sister does the is, is in the industry as well. Is coaching other people for acting is that something that you're you do a lot? Want to do more, or um, do you not see yourself as a coach type? I I, I don't. Uh, you know, it's that's a good question. I I don't. I I would love to to be the mentor for anyone who I you know any my my parents were my acting teachers so I come by it honestly and I love it. Um, anyone who wants help, I would I would give them help. Uh, um, I never I I haven't really thought about that, but it's interesting with acting. We never think about like when you're on set with someone. Well, how long is this person? How long have you been acting? Like I've never asked that question. It's just if you're new. I'm going to help you if, or no matter who you are, if you ask, like, we're just going to figure out a way to do the best work we possibly can in that moment, whatever it takes. And with stand up, the first question they ask you is how long you've been doing stand up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's very interesting. And with me, um, I haven't necessarily been doing it as long as maybe some of the other people you've seen on comedy on stage, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other killers. Mm-hmm. But I've been on stage since I was eight years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have 40 years or plus or whatever of experience on stage, and I've been improvising and, and doing comedies my whole life. So, And been doing about 250 comedy shows a year as a stand-up. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's how you get better. Holy crap. Right. Yeah. You do five to eight shows a week every week. It'll add up pretty fast. Uh, so I better be Cusack good. Also, you went to the same school, right? Yeah, we we started uh, at the Piven Theater when we were eight years old together. 
doing a play where with my parents. Yeah, oh, so yeah. we have a little history. So, oh. when, so when you finish a movie, Jeremy Piven, if you were wondering. Yeah. Uh, uh, so at I'm, the Comedy Club on State Street tonight. In, late show tickets available. At- MadisonComedy.com. Let's go. <laughs> cons- cons- you, you, know what, you know what the radio consultant says, Jeremy? Reset the table every five minutes. <laughs> Reset. Reset the table I so everybody it. knows what's going on. Yeah. So um, so as much as you throw yourself into like like comedy, it sounds like. Do you ever go back? Do you ever look at a movie and you're like, oh, I, I should have done that a little differently? Or, or do you not put yourself through that? How's that um, go? You know, it, it, that's a great question. Um, the the way that I work is, I want to avoid that. So I, I I the only thing I don't want is for me later to be like, man, I should have tried that or do right. that differently. So on the day, I'm a you know I'm I'm the guy that's always asking for another take and always wanting to keep going because I just want to exhaust all the possibilities while I'm there. And, um, you know, if you're worried about how you look, um, if you're vain, then you're not going to, you're not going to be performing on your highest level because you have to dare to be really ridiculous. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't really have regrets. I'll look at something and go, well, at least I tried. I tried every possible way. Right. Like as Ari Gold, I was literally, you know, ripping the scenery apart, chewing it and, and going for it, you know, with all I had so that there was nothing left. So I can't, I, I, I know that I did everything I possibly could. So I, I just want to work and then have no regrets. So, so what if you get 10 of you guys in a room in a scene and then, yeah. and then three guys aren't happy with it? I mean, that could, is that, is that where you hear about it took us three days to shoot that scene? Is that where that comes on? Yeah, I, I think that everyone comes from a different place and you also have to be very patient and, you know, someone, no one, no one's uh, background or work ethic is the same mm-hmm. ever, and and those are all variables that you take into account, and everyone does. So if you're doing like a two shot, meaning you have two people in the frame at the same time, you know you you and they want to keep it a two shot, you know you both have to be on for the whole take, and um, maybe one guy goes, you, let's say you do 17 takes, maybe one guy goes two for 17, right? I'm just right. saying, yeah. right. let's just say, right. let's say one guy goes two for 17, you better go 17 for 17 <laughs> right. because they're going to pick one of the two. Yeah, right. So the result of that is complete exhaustion, Sure. Yeah. to be honest with you. Wow. You are already gold. I mean, that guy is the epitome of uh, anxiety. Yeah. So how do you shut that down? That's a good question. I'm still trying to shut it down. <laughs> like, I got nervous watching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I think because growing up in Chicago and being, you asked about Cusack, we had a, uh, a theater company called the New Criminals. And so we would do some, we would perform and I would perform uh, very emotionally invested. We did a, a, a form called Commedia dell'arte. So we were just like, that Ari Gold energy, mm-hmm. I would do that for two and three hours a night. Oh. So, so the reason why you know you haven't seen someone maybe do something like that since, like they did Ballers, you know, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the the people that did Entourage and the same people, and and The Rock is going to be a manager. Oh, and he's in a suit. Same. Oh, he's Ari Gold. Yeah. Oh well, but it's you know it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Um, the reason why I was able to do that is because I've been on stage logging the hours and grinding since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So like Shakespeare says, the readiness is all. 
So I was ready for my moment. So it wasn't a fluke. You know what I mean? Uh, Eight seasons in a movie isn't like I got lucky. We, you have to be ready. And so, and people miss it. I'm telling you. And you know, the people that run, yeah, you, you know, the people that I can't tell you how many people come up to me, you know, or even you just see on social media, hey man, one more season, you know, because they they miss it. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons people miss it, and you see people doing reboots, is th- there isn't a lot of content people are connecting with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, mm-hmm. what's good? And you seen anything good? Nah, I'm right. still looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. watching Breaking Bad again. There you go. You that, know? That's a classic. Oh, yeah. I watch yeah. the Terminator once a week. <laughs> so you know, that says a lot it, about is, you, is man. That, I know my, my Hawaiian hat. Hey, um, uh, do you, how do you feel about your untapped future in Christmas movies? Because, dude, there is a, there is an audience out there that is insatiable for he's Christmas. With Hallmark. Christmas I have movies. socks. I have Hallmark uh, Christmas movie socks. My wife got me, and she makes oh, me God. wear them when we watch movies with hot chocolate. And I'm not ashamed of it because she's hot, and I love her. But you're a lucky man. <laughs> I am a lucky man. You're a lucky man. So how uh, do you feel about uh, how do you I, feel about that? Uh, I feel like I'm 200 years old and I'm still single and I'm I'm gonna get emotional and I'm very <laughs> jealous that you have a great wife. Maybe I need to move to the Midwest and get some go. Hanukkah socks <laughs> and, and stop this horrible charade. <laughs> no. It's a fool's paradise, Jeremy. No, it's She's not. Just gotta come down to our level, dude. It's fine. Everything's fine. No, we watched your Christmas movie. We watch every Christmas movie. I know you do. Are you kidding me? Wait, do I have a Christmas movie? Yeah, you got that thing where they got you a date, dude. We watched. Oh. Oh, but my, your, my whoever dad, your daughter or whatever. My dad's date. Christmas date. Yeah, we, that's we, not a bad film. It's not a bad film. It there was you fine. Go. You're fine. You're perfect in it. There you go. Imagine that. Um, yeah, a Jew in a Christmas movie. I know. I was like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm. You know, I got. I got range. I can. I can. I can go either way. I'm gonna be ashamed of. I go. You know, I go both ways. But that's a whole what? No. <laughs> that's her. I'm gonna make some Jerry Piven, uh, Jeremy Piven Christmas socks with a little mistletoe and stuff on. I love it. So, You're a marketing genius. I'll shoot you a pair. Yeah, for sure. We, I wanted to ask about. Yeah. So he was talking about how do you regret anything? And you're like, you have to be ready every single take. And doing stand-up comedy. My wife sent me a little applaud emoji. Uh, <laughs> she's listening. I know. Could you that, say hi, Christy? Thank you oh for Christy, watching. God, thank you for. It putting up with him and for all your, you know, patience over these years. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, seriously, that's like you the best. You two are so gay. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> so being stand-up, uh, doing stand-up, you, obviously you try different punchlines for jokes to see what works. At least that's always, that's been the, the method that I've heard from other stand-up comedians. Yeah. So... Uh, are, do you have like a comfortable audience you try that with, or do you just go out, do the improv in LA, try it with who's ever there? Go to the store. And- yeah, or yeah. are you like running jokes past your buddies, you know, via voice message? What are you? I mean- yeah, you know, uh, I, I actually, and this is going to sound crazy, but I, well, first of all, it's a great question. You know, when to try the new stuff. Um, the, it, 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 I'm always up to try something new. I, I, I'm lucky enough to see my mom all the time, so I try a lot of comedy on her. Awesome. And you know what's interesting about her is even though she's an actress and grew up in, in the theater and all that kind of stuff, she can kind of get offended by material. Okay. So it's always a little di- dicey with her. <laughs> but like the trick is if I offend her and she laughs at yeah. the same time, then I know I'm on to something. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, you're always trying new material and, um, you know, uh, 
where to try it, where where not, what what you know. It's easier, you know, in Texas and in Florida and certain red states to do um, certain jokes because they're not tight. Right. They're a little bit more open. I know that I can I tell you right now, I know being in the Midwest where I'm from, you know, I, you know, we had a rule in my house. My mom, my parents would say, like, you can say whatever you want as long as it's funny. So, you know, it, it can be offensive, but it better be funny. You know what I mean? So. That it's and it's it's a great rule, but but offensive is like, you know, that's a whole other thing to to unpack. But um, yeah, you got to know where, you know, the the for me, um, the, the bombing was the hardest Ooh. part of it mm-hmm. because that's what makes everyone stop doing stand up mm-hmm. is that horrible feeling of like, uh oh, it's not going well. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, how do I get off the stage? Mm-hmm. And you gotta breathe and not run I'm off. Getting anxiety. I know Ari Goldman. So but the good news is if you stick in it and you breathe and you just kind of work your way out, you're gonna get better. And and that feeling will subside and and um and, you know, that's, you know, not, it's, it's not for everyone. Right. And that's, that's what's so fun about it. God, we grew up in two different houses. You, you had entertainer parents and, and, and you had some guidelines. My dad just yelled at me to stop beating my sister with a Hot Wheels track. And that was it. Yeah. That's all the advice I ever yeah. got. Well, you, are you in therapy, too, by right? the way? <laughs> yeah. Thank it, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, there's. It's, He's it's, like, you're my therapist. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's like coming out. It's coming out slowly over the years. It's weird. I feel better. <laughs> well, go I think I think the Hallmark good. movies. Have I've too. had to have two therapy appointments a week because of you. Oh my god! <laughs> right, right. Do you <laughs> make enough to have two therapy appointments here? My insurance covers. There that. you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, it's, thanks for having me. This has been amazing. It's, it's awesome. so freaky to meet you, man. I'm sure you hear that all the time, but it's no. so cool to to finally meet you. It's cool. Uh, man. I I love it, and please come out and see oh, some, yeah. some stand up. It's be my honor to make all of Wisconsin do, laugh. Do you, do you still appreciate how you're appreciated? I mean, is that as a as an actor and a uh, stand up? C- completely. You have to understand. Yeah. Like I I never. You know, I never thought when you grow up in the Midwest, you don't you don't think about the result. The thing that's so interesting about, you know, L.A. and and various places is that I think fame is so accessible to them. But here you're like, oh, you don't even think about it. So you just go, okay, well, I'm just going to get work as hard as I can and I'm going to make this audience laugh and get better and better and better and then you know somehow I'll make it to second city someday and that's as that's as far as you get in your mind and maybe it's a generational thing but like so you don't ever think about being famous and so like the fact that someone knows what you do is pretty great and fun and not lost on me so if someone comes up hey man I really like your work Mm -hmm. there's nothing better if someone goes hey I'm a douchebag because of you Ari (laughs) and you know like you're at the urinal you're like bro can I just pee sir please stop smacking me on the back that's awkward we're at a Wendy's stop looking at my penis I want to get back to my chili for God's sake exactly you were really close if you went to the bathroom over here (laughs) I'm so glad like when you say it's fun that is so that makes me appreciate you more dude yeah. that Thank you, you. That you, it makes you appreciate to know your process and how you go through it and to prepare for it all that's so cool and it mm. and it's obvious it's just so yeah. obvious 
Thank I love you. it, man. Thank you, man. I, I think I love you. Uh, <laughs> here's another issue. Well, I'll I'll come back on the twelfth of never. No, just kidding. No, I, I'll be I'll be back, and, and it'll be good to see you guys and check in. I love it. with yeah. your therapy. <laughs> I love it, man. It's right there. The JJO Morning Show podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, six till ten a.m. on ninety four one JJO. Or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.